to a student, mentor, or parent that loves robotics, then you're in the right place. Up-to-date info on all things robotics, this is the RoboZone Podcast with your host, Pete Ekman. Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the RoboZone podcast. This podcast is for Monday, March 20th, 2017. In today's episode, we are catching up with my partner in crime from RoboZone TV, Lauren Plant. He had the chance to interview some individuals and some teams from the Ann Arbor competition. So let's start this episode of the RoboZone podcast with these interviews. I hope you enjoy. The first interview we have for you today is with Samantha Sinauka. She is a senior from Temperance, Michigan. She attends Bedford High School and is a member of the Bedford Express Team 1023. All right, Lauren Plant here at Pioneer High School. It's the Ann Arbor District, and we're just kind of getting some RoboZone interviews, and I am joined by... Sam Sonoka. Okay, and your group? Bedford Express Team 1023. That's right, and so you guys have a, a good history going. You guys have uh, were state champs a few years ago, uh, and how did you guys do at Worlds last year? Last year at Worlds, we did pretty well, but not quite as good as 2015 when we won our division, and we'd like to make it up to our standards that we have like last year. So tell me about this robot. So our robot primarily works with gears. We pick them up off the floor, go deliver them on the peg, and then we climb the rope. Right. What do you think about this game so far? It's very exciting. Yeah. It's also very unpredictable, so it's like you got to stay on your feet. Yeah. What is it that you love the most about playing this game, the challenge? Probably just like the theme overall. Like you never think of Stronghold or not Stronghold. Steamworks. Steamworks. Yeah, I know. Still in last year. Right, right. You never think of Steamworks as being something that'd be brought back, but I'm seeing everyone just get very into it and the theme and the pilot suits and stuff. So Alright, so this is something new for me. So this I didn't had this game been played before? Never. First it was very original now with their games. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, this is your first district, right? Your first competition and uh, how are you guys doing so far up, up to this point um we've done better in the past but we're just glad to have made it to eliminations right right uh where will you guys go from here what is it you think that you need to work on i think we're gonna work on our sorry it's a little it's loud all right, it's all right. we're gonna eventually try to work on our shooting and also make sure like no wires come loose because that's one of the main problems we had in the end okay finally then what do you think is the key strategy to victory now that you've really kind of soaked in this game steamworks probably being very consistent in what you do so like nailing your aunt auton nailing your gears and then climbing every time all right well there you go Appreciate it. Good luck to the Bedford Express. The next interview we have for you is Janelle Carpenter. She is a sophomore. She attends LISD Academy Middle College in Adrian, Michigan. She's part of Team 5144, which is the Predators. Back here at Pioneer High School, it is the Ann Arbor District of the Steamworks season. And uh, we are joined now by... Janelle Carpenter. Okay, and Janelle, what is your team here? 5144 LISD Predators. Okay, where are you guys? located we're in adrian michigan okay do you guys are you comprised of several high schools or what yes we have about seven eight high schools wow so tell me which ones oh gosh i don't even know i can't it was adrian decompsy morency uh britain deerfield 
We have some from Madison. So a whole lot of people coming together. All right, so just a hodgepodge of, of people coming together who love robots, right, and love this game. Um, so how is it? This is your first competition, I'm assuming, this, this is, season? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, because only one week before that. Uh, tell me so far what the experience has been like. Well, a lot of the time this year, we came to this competition personally. Nothing was working. We haven't test drove it. And right now, we are moving on to semifinals, and we're really proud of it. Exactly. What do you think has been um, the most fun about playing this game so far? I've been in robotics for four years, and honestly, it's just the competition, the team spirit, the gracious professionalism. Everybody comes together and helps you, even if you're on a different team. What's the most challenging part about this game? First, I'd say prototyping and communication for us. Uh, it's a little rough because we have basically a new team every year, and we got to get everything together. It's not like some teams that have the same players over and over and over again. So tell me about this robot. Um, honestly, I'm really proud of it. We came together a lot. Some of these mechanisms we can't we made here, and um, we've been doing great during competitions. All right. Well, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. The third individual interview we have for you today is Colin Wilson. He is a sophomore. He attends Washtenaw Technical Middle College. He is part of Team Strange Quarks, which is 6101. What was the difference? How did you guys win today? A lot of luck and a very good alliance. Talk about the alliance and what made it click. Uh, we were able to develop a system for gear cycling and a system for where we hang and how to hang. How do you? How were you guys able to develop the system? Like, what was the system? Uh, by talking and deciding how we did previous matches, and yeah, it was. What What's the best you guys have ever done? Uh, this. <laughs> Yeah. How many years have you been a team? Uh, this is our second year. Okay. So talk about like the enormity and the magnitude of this win. I can't even comprehend it. It's it's huge. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Next, we have Leston Brooks, who is a senior from Team 3098, the Captains, which is from Our Lady of the Lakes in Waterford, Michigan. The final individual interview we have for you today is Michael Wolf, who is also a senior. He's from Celine High School. He's part of Team 5606, Singularity. All right, man. Well, you guys did it. So tell me about this win. How'd you do it? Well, this year we worked on everything uh, that we learned from our past year. So this is our fourth year as a team. I joined the team as a freshman. Each year we've learned big lessons. So I'd say our freshman year we learned the value of organization. Obviously, as a rookie team, uh, you go in and you don't know what to expect. And so. 
we built that up our first year after that. And then each year we learned new lessons. This year we had really sound mechanisms. Uh, I'm a programmer myself, but I was very impressed by our mechanisms this year, uh, especially our climber, which worked in nearly every single match. Um, I think our strategy this year of going for climbing every single time uh, was really central to this because we climbed every match of the final uh Actually, of the final tournament and our qualification matches, so. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. For this week's roundtable discussion, I have some returners for this week. Andrew Spees from Trucktown Thunder, Chris Purdy from House of Cards, and this is the first time we got this guy on the podcast. His name's John Wolfert, and he's from Metal Muscle. I have three other fellow mentors on the line tonight. Uh, Andrew, introduce yourself. All right. My name's Andrew Spees. I'm from First Team 68, Trucktown Thunder out of Brandon and Holly High Schools. Uh, located in Ortonville, Michigan. Chris. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris Purdy. I'm from uh, Team 3534, uh, Davison House of Cards in Davison, Michigan. And finally, John. My name's John Wolfert. I'm on 1506 Metal Muscle out of the Kettering First Robotics. So these three gentlemen and myself have seen more than I think we want to each other the last two weeks. I know Chris and Andrew didn't compete, or John, Chris, and Andrew didn't compete week one, but one of my teams is at week one. And then Chris, John, and myself, all of our teams saw each other this past weekend. We'll get a little bit into that. But Andrew, you guys were not at Kettering. Where, what competition were you guys at? We were at the new Ann Arbor Pioneer right across from the big house. Uh... It was a lot of fun down there. Great group of uh, teams. Um, new venue, new event, um, new volunteer, you can tell. Um, it was great having all those like U of M Ann Arbor students running it. It was kind of cool. And they've got a great group down in Ann Arbor about uh, how they, of the ment- of the alumni, that first alumni that are there. So um, we talked a little bit prior to this taping, and we caught Andrew up on uh, the Cinderella story, as I'm calling it, from Kettering Week 2. The uh, eighth seeded alliance took down uh, number one, number three, and or number one, number four, and then number two in that succession. It was an amazing weekend. It was nice, it, although I got beat by that team and John's team got beat by that team. Chris, you're, you guys didn't. No. <laughs> okay, so you can't. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was bittersweet interviewing those guys. I'm glad I got. But I'm glad that showed that in Ken, Ken, uh, an alliance to a victory and carry a blue banner first year. It doesn't matter how small you are or how much you built your, your robot out of. But you, So the first question I have for you, Andrew, is uh, how do you think this week went for your team going? I mean, this was your first event, so tell us a little bit about that. First weekend went really good for us, first competition. Uh, we came in. We hadn't driven our robot yet. We've had some snafus and transmissions, um, but we, we were up and running. Um, had didn't have as much time to develop and code as we wanted to, so there was a lot of things not quite worked. So, but we were able to get the gears going. Um, we were averaging about two to three gears a match. First three matches were really rough. We had to sit out a match due to a, a bad image on a Robo Rio, um, which which really hurt us. We had a match that um, due to lack of functionality and lack of driver practice and lack of just everything going wrong, we scored forty five points in and really killed our match points and really hurt us really early on once we got going though after like match our fourth match we really started uh getting the gears we were doing two to three gears a match which was which was good to be able to to, you know get that third rotor running it seemed like every match i went into was okay i'm gonna talk to these teams and see how we can get that third rotor going right so um we got our climb our climb was really kind of epic right uh we're one of the only teams that we climb off our drivetrain, so you're literally hanging upside down while you're climbing. 
We, which is scary. We did fall once, almost completely destroy our robot. Um, luckily, our kid was able to set it down pretty soft and not break too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving into the second day, we, we were improving, um, but the things on our robot, it's one of those things where, okay, it's working, but we've never shown it before, so how do you talk your alliance? So, um, we had our Auton working right after qualification. I mean, actually, for our last qualification, we had our Auton working, but we didn't get to show it. And then uh, afterwards, in the pit, it was really great to see our shooter. It was actually, we got to use our shooter in the qualification rooms because we were able to get those, you know, six gears up quick, right? Um, and then we were able to pull our shooter out and actually start using it. We hadn't used it all weekend. And our my kids in the stands, I I, I just had to turn and take a look, and we were, they were just ecstatic to see that thing. And it was great. We had we were shooting balls, but they weren't hitting, but we were at least, and uh, the kids were really excited about it. So afterwards, we got it out in the practice field. We tuned it in, and the suckers hit ninety percent from right in front of the uh, um, right in front of the boiler. So it's pretty. It was a really exciting development day weekend for us. We're really excited to go into Lansing with a with a better foot forward. It sounds like you guys are off on the right foot, Chris. How yeah. about how about your weekend? How did it go? Um, we we definitely had exactly the same issues as Andrew. Um, not enough driver practice time. Uh, the code not not as tested as we wanted to. Um, overall, though, we had a fantastic weekend. I think we uh, greatly overachieved uh, with what we had, but uh, we we started very slowly. Uh, I think we lost our first three matches. Um, basically, what happened was our um, our mechanical systems and our control systems uh, weren't in harmony. Everything on the robot was sort of um, lethargic and not smooth, so it, it really showed in the way we were driving. But um, we kept our heads on straight. We worked together as a mechanical and programming team, and every match we came back and made changes and improvements. And um, thankfully, our the mechanical side of our robot was really tough and really strong. We did absolutely no maintenance all weekend, so we were able to focus on that controls integration, and we kept fighting every match, and our performance got better and better every match. Um, probably the biggest thing for me, though, is I think we found just about every possible failure mode in the game. Uh, we had a gear uh, from the load chute go into our shooting tub where the fuel is supposed to go, which... Uh, you know, we were possessing one gear, so we couldn't do any more gears, and eventually it jammed up the fuel, so we couldn't shoot. Uh, we had the we had the lift spring break off in our um, gear delivery mechanism, so we couldn't deliver gears. Uh, got some balls stuck under the robot, jamming up mechanisms. So uh, I think we definitely learned a lot from that perspective on um, just those little things that happen in these FRC games that can drive you crazy. But uh, real big thumbs up to my team and. Uh, the, the programming students, the programming mentors, the mechanical team, the pit crew, they just did a fantastic job this weekend staying in the game. And you just got to keep a level head, right? Yep, absolutely. John, tell us a little bit about your weekend. Well, we, um, we were surprised the bot did exactly what it was built to do. And because, you know, we had the second bot this year, is ex- the practice bot is exactly like our competition bot. All the programming and everything was done. We had lots of driver practice at the uh, first center, and it showed in our power uh, ratings. Um, I think we the Auton worked all but two or three times during qualifications, and uh, and we do the side side spring to let other people have the the uh, front one, and that worked awesome. 
Um, the we lifted in qualifications every single time, uh, which we had been practicing. So it just goes to show you that practice, 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 and having that that second butt is really important. What is important when you get to the uh, matches is that, and everybody knows this, but it's really the coordination with your alliance. In this game, it takes everybody. One bot can't do everything. So it's really that coordination. And then as the games progress, what is the other alliance doing? And, and you know, this game is going to get rough as we go further. There's going to be, there was some banging, as you know. It's only going to get worse, especially around the spring and putting the gears on. There's going to be a lot of banging. There. Right. So it's going to be interesting as this game progresses over the next few weeks. You're right, John. I think that the uh, the defensive modes are going to get a lot more intense, and especially when it comes to elimination matches. I don't think you'll really see that in qualifications because everyone's trying to get the OPRs as high as they can to impress. You know, they pick them. But then when it gets down, you know, down and dirty, when we get to elimination matches, it's going to get, it's going to get pretty bad. It's going to be like a demolition derby, I think, when we see states. Just you're going to see things carry off and not coming back i hope it doesn't but i think that's how intense it's going to get if if last year was any indication for states it's going to get so andrew between what you've learned yesterday to you're going to lansing week four just like my what improvements are you going to need to do between now and then that bot right well um driver practice we have our, our practice spot um again we had to make some adjustments to it to uh to deal with a little issue with transmission delivery but we won't I'll try to stay above the line on that one. Um, uh, we're going to do some driver practice, work on our code. Um, we got vision ready to test. Uh, I, I got some really good expectations for fuel use. So the other the other thing you can do after you've got your three rotors going is shooting gear and trying to get that other KPA. Um, luckily, we built our robot. Our, in, our hopper will hold about 90 fuel. Um, so we're thinking that we, we should be able to fill that fuel spot you know, get those 40 KPA so we can get that extra ranking point. The trick is going to be figuring out who can get that extra ranking point, right? 12 gears, you have to count on your alliance quite a bit. But if you can if you can get your two gears and everyone can get their gears on and you can start doing those 40 KPA, um, you can start getting that, that extra ranking point, and that's going to really put you up in the qualification rounds to those higher rankings. Um, now, one thing to consider, too, is, you know, defense. Like you said, defense is really important. Um once you get, once you have your third rotor, that's the coaches have got to count, right? So, figuring out ways to make sure once you have those six, you got to figure out what you're going to do um, after that. So, tying up a couple robots for a little while, we did that in a couple matches where as soon as we got our six one, we hit a couple robots and held them there as long as we try to slow them down to kind of keep our points up. So, um, just figuring out what you're going to do, whether you're going to go for those you know, other six gears or whether you're going to start shooting fuel. Um, I, I see a lot of teams getting the fuel in that takes a little more development when it comes to making sure that your shooter can shoot. And then what happens while you're shooting and you get hit, then what, what do you do? Right. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how that all comes together. State championships. Um, I would, I would say your elimination alliances are going to be looking things like shooting, playing good defense. Um, one thing is watching that. We asked that our, our competition, you know, how, how that retrieval zone, uh, I can't remember the number, but the retrieval zone fouls are going to be called 25 points. So one, what's that? 25 points. Well, yeah, 25 points. But if you know the rule, well, um, as long as you don't go in their ritual zone, you're not going to get called it. Right? So um, 
we play right up on the retrieval zone. As long as our robot doesn't go in their retrieval zone, that doesn't get called. We can we can tie them up pretty good down there, keep them from coming off the retrieval zone and going into the retrieval zone. Um, so just kind of knowing those rules. Um, and if you don't know those rules, you need to play out by the white line or play midfield. You don't want to go anywhere near that. So um, really kind of knowing those rules on fouls is going to be key. Um, and, it, and that's going to make the difference once defense is played, whether you know the rules or not. So um, and how um, well you know. So, Chris, what do you, what is your team going to change between yesterday and the next come to? Well, we we definitely took a risk by um, probably not being as super fast at gears as we'd like to be, but. You know, we spent a lot of time with an intake and a shooter uh, because we knew the game would evolve toward week six and definitely toward states that fuel would become important. And we built a very strong robot so we could play defense. But uh, our our vision system didn't get finished in time. This is our first attempt on our team. So uh, we're going to really work with our PBOT. Our mentors actually worked all weekend on vision, you know, on the side to keep moving us forward. So I think we've got a, a fairly good shooter, maybe not maybe not the best, but I think once we have our vision on, we'll have a, a pretty good shot, um, especially the way our robot's designed with a, a turret inside that holds the fuel. Our first goal is just being able to make those uh, fuel shots in Auton when we deliver the gear. We're, we're pretty darn close to making it once the vision's turned on. I think we'll be spot on. Um, but I agree. I think, I think this game is going to go a lot like um, aerial assist in 2014 where uh, defense is going to become super important. The the airships really dominate the field, and they create these very narrow lanes. And I think a team that has a great driver that really knows how to play defense can, um, almost like playing in zone in football, really clog up those lanes and make it a hassle for teams to get around the airship, not even so much in the loading retrieval zone. Um that's where I think the battles are going to be won is is trying to block those zones and those lanes and slow those other teams down. So I would definitely encourage those uh, those rookie teams that are really good at gears who may not have the fuel capability later in the season. If they really step up their game on defense, they're going to be super powerful players. Is that, the one thing I can add to that is if if there's a rookie team that's listening to this, if you can play defense, you can score gears and you can climb. You're going to be valuable. You got to get Absolutely. that. Got to have that climbing option. I'm not saying that we, both John's team and my team got beat by a team that have one of their bots. So it's not all about having. Th- but if you have the ability to climb, you know, three. I think that's what's absolutely. So, John, what do you think you learned from yesterday that you need to improve before you hit? Um, number one, um, our our auton that goes up and then it pulls back and shoots. Um, only a couple times it hit right. We got to work on that auton. So as we'll soon it gets a gear on, then it then it backs up and it and it shoots the balls. We hit some towards the end. We got to tweak that a little. Um, as was said before, we need m- more practice on our practice field. Driving, driving, driving. That doesn't help. It doesn't that can only help and and it's what what chris was saying it's it's the lanes that you see and it's the lanes and it's also stuff you don't see um our gear pickup is good the the vision on it we got it tweaked down to, to just pick up yellow but the problem is the balls are yellow <laughs> so we got to do some work on that and, and and tweak that a little bit so as soon as it sees the gear we can hit the auto button and it goes and picks it up and and the great thing is we pick up from the floor and so we can pick them up anywhere and they have been all over the place and it was some good cherry picking when they dropped them 
and and uh, putting them right back on and stuff. But it just it, it's going to take practice. And the last thing I'll say is because most of those a lot of the teams we will go to in week four have already played one uh, event. Now they know really what their bot can do. And, you know, it's understanding what your real strengths and weaknesses are and what the opponent's strengths and weaknesses are to be able to have your strategy. I think, I mean, this game is going to take a lot of strategy as you move forward, and there's going to be some big hitting. So um, those are the things we're going to be working on. Right. And, uh, Andrew, I don't know about this bot. Do you cup of gear off the (laughs) Not yet. We are working on a a quick addition to our robot. To be honest, uh, picking them up off the floor, unless you can do it quickly, is not an advantage when you get to big matches. So, for instance, if you have to, either way, you're going to have to go all the way down the all the other end of the field to get to get one, right? So, because everyone's picking theirs up and using it, so no one's really dropping them in the elimination. So, um, unless you can pick them up quickly, right? We didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. Um, now, we are going to try to pick one up. It could help us in the qualification, keeping us ranked higher. Right, um, so that we can, you know, pick up those ones that are that are that are down or um, that have fallen or we've missed or someone else has missed your your opponent has missed. But once you get in those big matches, you can all carry them. Um, it's not going to be as big. You're going to have to go down and get one, whether you're throwing it out into the field or whether you're dropping it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. Unless you know, John had a really good point when that when you have another team delivering them to you, which is a, which is another great way. It doesn't open up that option. Um, one thing I, one thing that I've been hearing from other events is uh, for climbing. You know, if you got those rookie teams that can't climb, generally they'll have a little extra room on the robot because they haven't developed everything. If you can find a way to build them a climber in the pit, right? This is not a hard mechanism to build um, and put it on their robot. They definitely a lot of help. We call it cheesecake. Everyone has some, right? <laughs> yep. That's a good reference. But Andrew, I, I will count, I'm not going to contradict. I will just offer in addition to what you said for, and John and Chris and my bot all pick up gears off the ground. I think that's even in, even in the eliminations, there were so many gears on the ground, right, right by our airship that we could pick up and just score real quick. However, if you don't have three bots that can do it consistently, I don't think we're going to see 14 or 13 um, gears in a single match. I think it's going to be almost impossible to do. And and you guys have brought up the shooting on top of that. If you can't score that many, then once you're past nine, just start shooting up into the air and putting as much fuel into the air. I know one bot that did that really consistently yesterday was the Engine Nerds. Good out to them, 2337. I think they were the best shooting bot up into the air yesterday. I think they took cues from... Uh, 33 because 33 does it really well i mean they won their their district uh, uh match doing that i mean i think that's going to be consistent then it's it's trying to starve those bots from getting all the fuel in their tanks so that they can't shoot is another defensive strategy what else andrew what else do you think that teams need to know i mean uh, we could go all day long about certain strategy there but what do you think the if you were a and and all four of our our teams are we've been around for a while, but there's a lot of bots. And I'll like uh, Demoose. Demoose did a was really good this past weekend at Kettering Week Two for a second. Not only do they have the best outfits, I have one of their hats on right now. Getting as much functionality on your robot as possible, right? So if all you can do is gears right now, you need to get a climber, right? You know, you're not even gonna have a chance at one of those elimination picks in states without a climber. You're not gonna have a chance now unless. I could see more 12 gears happening at the state championships. I think some teams are getting pretty close to that 
12 if they were to really spend the time doing it. Um, I could see more people doing it, but, it, but the reality is it's only worth it, right? Um, which is, I see a lot more Auton things being added to robots if you can start working on your Auton. For instance, uh, we're looking at being able to shoot those 10, uh, those 10 fuel in before we go put a gear on, right? That's another 10 points to easily get. Um, or being able to dump that hopper and get those shots in. It's all about getting your robot in the right direction to do so, right? So figuring out those ways that you can maximize your points on your alliance to be helpful. Um, yeah, that's that's probably my best advice is if you don't have a climber, get a climber. If you don't have the ability, if you don't think shooting is going to be a way you're going to be able to go, you're going to have to be the best defender out there. So go out there and study those um, retrieval zone rules. Know how close you can get without getting the 25-point penalty, um, and then practice it. And not only, I think this past weekend at Kettering Week 2, I actually saw two bots that consistently dump fuel in the logo. So it, it was in, I can't remember what team it was. I'm trying to remember because I was scouting that team. But they put 59 balls in the logo in one match. And they were just picking them up, dumping them, picking it. And they did four or five cycles so quickly you, you couldn't you could blink. So I think there are things, if they can't shoot high, if a, if a rookie team can find out a way to deliver them in a the low, any points is better than no points, right? So it's it's all about trying to eat, That's true. eat up those points. So, Chris. That's true. I just I just hate spending so much time for so little points. 59 <laughs> ball points, right? Like. <laughs> but but if you're rookie Andrew, if you're a rookie to help out the alliance, Agreed. Ken, Agreed. right? So Chris, what else do you think you can add on to that? Yeah, kind of the kind of the same kind of thing. If it, it's funny you mentioned the moose because uh, the House of Cards is so intertwined with the history of the moose now. Uh, narrowly defeated us defeated us at Kettering last year when we flipped upside down, and uh, and then when we went to Marysville, we won our first blue banner with them on our alliance. So. Uh, uh, we went up against them and we knocked them out at this competition. So uh, I think we have a long history plan uh, with and against each other uh, coming up. But but yeah, definitely those teams that have the gear manipulation, just continue to work on making it faster, uh, making sure your delivery is smooth. Um, I agree with Andrew. Um, adding a climber is it's a $100 proposition. Teams can call us. We'll share our design. It's just we just have a steel tube, a couple bearings, a little Versa Planetary, and a mini sim, and bam, we're we're there. You know, uh, the other thing I think for rookie teams is um, if you don't already have it, just put some encoders on your drivetrain. Um, you don't have to have a super fancy autonomous, but do some encoder counts. If you put a gear on even 25% of the time in autonomous and you've never done it before, that's still a major contribution to the game. So just just keep trying keep exploring new things to do. And, um, you know, if you don't quite get there, there's no harm, no foul. You're still going to cross the line and get your movement points. But if you can manage to put a gear on once in a while, that could be a big deal. John, is there anything you can add to that? Real, real quick, I'd say, and, and it's been mentioned, right? Go out, study the rule. You don't want to get hit with penalties and, and kill your your uh, match with for your alliance with penalties, number one. Number two, I would go out and watch the matches from the last two weekends, probably this weekend more. Understand uh, and see what's going on there so they can do that and, and see that. Practice, practice, practice is going to, the only thing is going to help uh, get get better with the, the drive team. Auton, work on your Auton, get it so it's 70 to 80%. You need to be able to deliver Auton. That is key. Because if you can deliver your Auton and the other alliance can't, that gets them panicky in the beginning when you put those numbers up on the other drive team. And, and, and as was said, you have to be able to minimum 
do gears and climb. Then you can play defense. And if you don't have room for for a shooter, you don't want to develop that. You have to do gears. You have to climb. Then you can go out and play D, which is going to become more and more and more important. That's all I'd say. Now, I know two other points I wanted to bring up. At the at Kettering Week 2, we still did not have a single match. They had three ranking points at the end. Not one. Not one team, not one alliance got three ranking points. And for two straight weeks to not have three ranking points, I think that's kind of rare. Number two, and I want to reiterate what Jim Zondag uh, said on one of the RoboZone recent clips was, it's that magic 285 number that you're trying to... If everyone moved past the line turn three rotors and y'all climb the 85 if you can get to 285 you have a pretty good chance to win. so not only just qualification d5 of a constant i think we'll still see that sometime fives but just to reiterate what he said just to you know rely rely as you guys sign off tell us uh, again your name where you're from the next competition you're going to be at well um thank you all for tuning in i'm looking forward to seeing anybody going out to lansing um in a couple weeks it's going to be a lot of fun uh, I look forward to competing with some of the teams out there. The Lansing is always a great event. Um, the um, Shoemaker is out there. He's a great guy. He loves to, does a great job running an event. We love going out there. A little bit longer drive for us, but we're excited. Can't wait to see you guys all on. Uh, and thanks for joining, Andrew. And I look forward my team's coming there with you in Lansing. Chris, tell us who you are, what competition you're going to next. The M15 showdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'd love, love to be a part of that M15. Um yeah, again, Chris Purdy from Team 3534, the House of Cards. Uh, please visit us on uh, Facebook at Davison House of Cards. Uh, see all the, the great things we're trying to do as a team, uh, building team spirit, changing our image, things like that this year. Uh, we're going to Marysville next. Uh, we, the kids are really excited to try and defend our first blue banner. Um, so we have good hopes. We're working really hard, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see everybody out there. I heard there's going to be a lot of good teams at Marysville. Yeah, I think – I think teams recognized, uh, yeah, Trucktown Thunder is going to be there too. But I think teams realized uh, that it's a really good event. It's a it's a very nice facility. We really enjoyed being there. Uh, very comfortable, very well run. So we're looking forward to going back. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Thanks. John, you're up. Hey, uh, this is John Wolford, 1506 uh, Metal Muscle out of Kettering University. And I wish everyone luck in their next, if, if it's their second one or even their first first event but i wish everyone luck at their event and may the gods of the robot uh, may the robot gods be with you <laughs> john what is your next event where you oh sorry about that no worries. yeah we're up we're up at midland in in week four and we will look forward to that it's always a good event to go to and um there's usually some good teams and some rookies so it's it's a it it, it shows today that even the young teams and uh, like you said be good really good yeah for all those rookie teams hold your heads high a rookie can be an alliance captain and and no one have picked that so i want to thank all you guys for your time get some sleep we'll see you guys in a couple weeks and uh make sure those robots are reinforced because it's going to be a demolition derby at the end of the year so thank you guys so much for your time yep thanks have a great night see ya listening to the RoboZone podcast with your host, Pete Ekman. Find us online at RoboZoneTV.com and on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.